0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we examine the instructions that the Lord gave Moses for presenting trespass offerings for specific sins that had been committed. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus Chapter 5 on Simply the Bible.
0: We have been studying the five levitical offerings the first three were considered voluntary the burn offering the grain offering and the peace offering the last two were considered mandatory if you wanted to be forgiven they were the sin offering and the trespass offering now in chapter four we looked at the sin offering this was for sins committed in ignorance and spoke of our sin nature Beginning in chapter 5, we cover the trespass offering. This spoke of acts of sin. When you think of a trespass, what comes to mind? You normally think about a violation against God or against your neighbor. Usually, the trespass offering involved making restitution. And that reminds us that sin is costly and that where there is true repentance, there will be willing recompense. If we've done something wrong, then we want to make it right. Now, God gives specific examples where people would sin. Some consider Leviticus 5, 1 through 13 to be a specific kind of sin offering rather than a trespass offering, since the sacrifice required in verse 6 would be best translated guilt offering. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 5. If a person sins in hearing the utterance of an oath and is a witness, whether he is seen or known of the matter, if he does not tell it, he bears guilt. This law regards being a witness in court. If you know something pertaining to the case, but don't say anything, then you are guilty. This is a sin of omission, failing to do the good that you ought to do. Or if a person touches any unclean thing, whether it is the carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and he is aware of it, he also shall be unclean and guilty. Touching a dead animal would make you unclean and would require a sin offering. Or if he touches human uncleanness, whatever uncleanness with which a man may be defiled and is unaware of it, When he realizes it, then he shall be guilty. Touching a dead person would also make you unclean, as would touching someone who was unclean because of a running sore or other kind of disease or uncleanness. Or if a person swears, speaking thoughtlessly with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatever it is that a man may pronounce by an oath and he is unaware of it, When he realizes it, then he shall be guilty in any of these matters. Now, this morning at our men's prayer meeting, one of the guys was praying and he said, Lord, I lift up my mouth to you. And I I laughed out loud because I figured that our mouths get us into all kinds of trouble. As he prayed, however, I discovered that he actually had a sore in his mouth that he wanted prayer for it because it had been bothering him. But how often have our mouths made other people sore because of things that we've said? Maybe we said we would do something and then didn't follow through on it. David, in describing the person who may abide in the presence of the Lord, says in Psalm 15, 4, he who swears to his own hurt and does not change. This is a real need in our society because we have so many people who can't keep their word. If you don't believe that, try putting an ad on Craigslist and see how many people who say they will come by never show up and never call back. It is interesting that God considers it so important that we keep our word that even if we promise to do something evil and then we fail to do it, then we're guilty of breaking our oath. I guess it would be an example of choosing to do the lesser of two evils. Do I follow through on the evil I said I was going to do or do I not do it and then have to pay the price for breaking my oath? You know, the point is, be careful what you say. Verse five, and it shall be when he is guilty in any of these matters that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing and he shall bring his trespass offering to the Lord for his sin which he has committed a female from the flock a lamb or a kid of the goats as a sin offering so the priest shall make atonement for him concerning his sin now the main thing about the trespass offering or really the guilt offering here is that it involved specific sins that you committed therefore there was the need to confess your sin our english word for confess means To agree with. Rather than denying or excusing our sin, we agree with God concerning it. We call it sin because God calls it sin. The Hebrew word for confess means to speak it out loud. It has been said that we commit our sins one by one. We ought to confess them one by one. The offering was the same as for a sin offering of a common person from chapter 4. He could either bring a female lamb or a female goat. Verse 7, if he is not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring to the Lord for his trespass, which he has committed, two turtle doves or two young pigeons. One is a sin offering and the other is a burnt offering. And he shall bring them to the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first and wring off its head from its neck but shall not divide it completely. Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar and the rest of the blood shall be drained out of the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second as a burnt offering according to the prescribed manner. So the priest shall make atonement on his behalf for his sin which he has committed and it shall be forgiven him. If he couldn't afford a lamb or a goat... And he could bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. In this case, one bird would be for a sin offering and the other would be for a burnt offering. What strikes me about this is that God placed forgiveness within the reach of anyone regardless of how wealthy or poor he was. Because this offering was for a specific sin rather than for the sin nature, it was less costly. Our sin nature is our greatest problem. It is because we are sinners that we do sin. The sin nature is the root, and the specific sins are the fruit. We need a sacrifice for both the root and the fruit. Verse 11, but if he is not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he who sin shall bring for his offering one-tenth of an ephah of fine flowers as a sin offering. He shall put no oil on it, nor shall he put frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. Then he shall bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar according to the offerings made by fire to the Lord. It is a sin offering. The priest shall make atonement for him, for his sin that he has committed in any of these matters." and it shall be forgiven him. The rest shall be the priest as a grain offering. One-tenth of an ephah of fine flour was about two quarts or about the amount that you would need for your provision for one day. Usually, grain offerings would include frankincense because they were a sweet savor. However, th- since this was a sin offering, it was not to be offered with frankincense. The priest would burn a handful on the altar and could keep the remainder as his portion, a sort of payment for the services he rendered. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, If a person commits a trespass and sins unintentionally in regard to the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring to the Lord as his trespass offering a ram without blemish from the flocks, with your valuation in shekels of silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, as a trespass offering. And he shall make restitution for the harm that he has done in regard to the holy thing. And shall add one-fifth to it, and give it to the priest. So the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. In verse 14, we are introduced to the Hebrew word for trespass. It means to break faith or commit a violation. We all know what a no trespassing sign means. And if you ignore it, then you are violating someone else's rights. The Hebrew word is also translated transgress. Now, in this case, the person transgressed against the holy things of God. Perhaps he failed to pay his tithe or he failed to dedicate something that he vowed. He would have to bring a ram from his flock, which was considered more valuable than a female. The higher cost was because the trespass was against the Lord. One thing that the trespass offerings had in common was the need to make restitution or reparation for the wrong that had been done. In this case, the person had to bring silver to the sanctuary in addition to the ram. He would have to add an additional 20% to the value of what he originally owed the Lord. In this way, you would be much less likely to forget your tithe the next time. Verse 17, If a person sins and commits any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he does not know it, yet he is guilty and shall bear his iniquity, and he shall bring to the priest a ram without blemish, from the flock from your valuation as a trespass offering so the priest shall make atonement for him regarding his ignorance in which he erred and did not know it and he shall be forgiven him it is a trespass offering he has certainly trespassed against the lord you see you could break one of the lord's commandments without knowing it and still you would be guilty of committing a trespass ignorance was no excuse In such a violation against the law of the Lord, the person would have to bring a ram without blemish as well as a valuation for the trespass offering. Evidently, someone, probably the priest, had to determine the appropriate valuation that was owed to make restitution to the Lord. Now, in all of these sacrifices, they all pointed to Jesus Christ, and the trespass offering was no exception. We read in 2 Corinthians 5.19 that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. I'm so glad that in Christ, God is not holding my trespasses against me, nor is he making me make restitution for them. I never could. Make restitution for all of my trespasses against the Lord. But our job is that we would confess our sins, as it says in 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I am so thankful that we live under the new covenant of grace. Aren't you?
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow we'll see that the Lord gave Moses additional laws about the burnt, grain, and sin offerings. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible.